Hey everyone, today is Tuesday, the 26th of September, 2023. This is The Gap, episode 680. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Gurry is here and we are, we are vocal lubed Beep. up. Well, yeah. <laughs> Luke said lubed up so many times now. You have no idea. It's upsetting. It's actually upsetting. He keeps saying it. Like he's wait till you see the name of this episode. Oh, Joe. shocker! It's like he's he's trying to make it a thing, trying to make fetch happen. Um, yeah. Hey, uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, I wish I'd been lubed up for. Uh, um, the fucking yep. the Wallabies versus Wales game. Got up at fucking mm. five o'clock in the morning to watch the Wallabies in a do or die fucking match for their World Cup lives. And watched some of the fucking worst rugby I've ever seen in my life. It was brutal. And that was on a Monday morning. What a way to start the mm. week. Just fucking really shitting in your pancakes right from the get-go. Like, just awful. Just awful. A whole lot of it needs to go. It's the best thing to happen in rugby league in who knows how long. Because rugby union's mm. fucking dead. Uh, you know, this is shit. The Continental. Have you watched any of this? Not yet, no. Good Lord. This is like a mini-series, right? It's like three yeah. episodes or something? Yeah. First episode's an hour and a half long. It is the most generic shit I've ever seen in my life. I do not care about the backstory in John Wick. I do not care about the fucking greater world in John Wick. I wish they would understand that that is not what makes John Wick good. Someone needs to grab them by their fucking collars and shake them until they stop trying to fucking do arcs in John Wick. John Wick shoots things. Full stop. That's it. That's the whole fucking bit. That's that's the elevator pitch. Keanu Reeves shoots things. Like, why do they keep trying to fucking expand it? Keanu Reeves shoots things and gunshot. Keanu Reeves shoots things, but double gunshot. Like, that's what I want to hear. Every time they're in this elevator trying to fucking expand this universe, Keanu is in there shooting them is what I want to hear because it's fucking driving me bananas. I'm sure baby John Wick is going to show up at the end of this fucking thing, and I'm sure it's going to be disappointing. It's not going to live up to what I expect. What if they get the people that worked on the Flash, like CG, genius, and that's what we get? And it's just like baby John Wick with like two little fucking, I don't know, nine millimeters doing spins off of microwaves yep. and uh shooting i'm back I don't know. i'm back in i'm gonna watch the rest <laughs> of the series in. now yeah yeah if it's not but that, i think I'm like isn't, isn't the tell that this wasn't going to be any good is that like nobody that's attached to the original john wick is involved in this like from a yeah creative standpoint yeah it does it does seem not yeah. great because yeah. like i've i've um I, I know that like chad stahelski is a producer on it but i've i've also watched a lot of interviews of him recently after like john wick 4 and not once did i hear him mention the continental he yep. was excited about doing like um What's the so he's wearing working on ghosts of tsushima and, and things like uh, that and like yeah so it's clearly like this is a um uh, um it's not a24 who, who does continental uh, who does john wick Lionsgate, yeah, Lionsgate. 
Yeah. Um, so it's clearly like a Lionsgate thing where they let's get money. Um, yeah. Yeah. Has he got anything to do with the Anna de Armless one? Um, Just producing I, on that as well. I I th- he might because he's talked about it a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Keanu's supposed to be in that. So at least there's that. You know? Well, I think it's a prequel. Yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, like just I need them to stop. I just I just want I just want them to stop at this point. Just it's Keanu Reeves shooting things. It's it's one <laughs> of those stickman remember the stickman animations? That's right, what yeah. John Wick is. Right? It doesn't need to be any more than that, for fuck's sake. Anyway, uh, I'm not enjoying it so far. I'm about halfway through the first episode. Right. It's All right. This will this will get you going. Um, right. Ballerina, it's called. Ballerina. It's being directed by Len Wiseman, um, who has done uh, exceptional work such as the Underworld series. Ah, and good. Live Free or Die Hard. <laughs> On the Total Recall remake. <laughs> Total Recall, yeah. I know which was... That one was... Was it okay? I don't remember that one, if it was good or not. It was not good. Colin Farrell. Yeah, Nate will tell you it's good because it's got yeah. Colin Farrell in it, but no, it was not good. Right. It was not good. Okay. Well, it's not like the original. No. Well, it was never going to, yeah, never going to hold up to that. Oh, he did the pilot for Swamp Thing. Wow. Okay. You, you're back in? No, absolutely <laughs> not. It's one of the worst fucking pilots I've ever seen in my life. That's okay, incredible. so we're on a good... Things are stacking up real well over it's here. It's really <laughs> coming together for this one. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. cool. Uh, I look um, forward to the, the headlines. Uh, it'll be Anna is armless with a with a apostrophe ahead of it. Um, yeah, or disarmist. Yeah, you don't... You wouldn't want to disarm her. <laughs> all right. We'll we'll get we'll keep workshopping this before it comes. Yeah, out. we'll get there eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about some games. Uh, all right. what do we got here? Let's kick things off with, um, with a bunch Go of on. your stuff. Say it. Go on. Asteria six sided oracles. Asteria six sided oracles. Australia. No. Ast- Australia. Australia. Like Australia. A, yeah, Australia. Six-sided oracles. 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 Um, so this is uh, a new deck-building roguelike because what I'm doing at the moment is trying to find... Uh, play all of them. Yeah, I'm trying to play them all. They're my new battle royals. No, um, I'm trying to... I, I said this on uh, threads, so nobody saw it, but... Uh, I said, uh, yeah, I've basically got four games that I'm putting 20 hours into each because I don't want to... I'm, I'm pretty sure I don't have 80 hours to put into Baldur's Gate 3 at this point. Uh, mm. So I'm just... So you split them across. Yeah, I'm like, I've got... Eight games. I've got four <laughs> lots of 20, but I can't dedicate 80. No, um, that's crazy. Yeah, that's bananas. I'm, I'm so close to, to just capitulating to Baldur's Gate. I don't know. I'm close. Well, I'm right there. Sorry. I'm on the precipice. Go on. This is part of the conversation. Yeah. Is Cyberpunk on this list because I've been playing it or have you been playing it? I've been playing it. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Because I was going to say like, that's also just come out. Um, hmm. And I think we've got like a week from 
today or tomorrow where like cyberpunk is out today and then there's nothing out for like a little while unless the rumored counter-strike thing drops right which will throw a spanner in the works what's it what spanner is it gonna throw in the works the, it's counter-strike counter-strike. It's counter-strike it's more counter-strike <laughs> what's fucking different you know what you see the smoke on? in that game oh the smoke baby yeah <laughs> fucking want that smoke um so australia the six-sided oracles uh is a dice-based wreck uh deck building roguelike wreck building doglike um oh my god i just had a video game idea uh you build wrecks for your dog coin uh rug pool yep mm. anyway moving on uh so basically you you roll some dice uh and so instead of cards you've got dice right so uh you've got a, a hand of dice uh and at the start of each turn you roll them and so it's a it's it's different right uh because each die uh, has, you know, ex- there, there are ex- there's variance built in, right? Like variance is the, uh, and we're going to talk about variance and uh, good and bad RNG quite a bit this week. But uh, yeah, variance is sort of the essence of uh, what makes these games tick, right? Like the if it feels too the same every single fucking time, um, then it you know it gets boring pretty quickly. Uh, whereas if it uh, doesn't doesn't really change, uh, sorry, if it feels too different every time, then you you can't really learn. There's not an opportunity for you to like like learn enough, and it becomes very difficult to grow at the game. And uh, so what this one does is you've basically got your your deck. Uh, which you're drawing dice from, and they go into your hand, and then they roll at the start of each round. So there's variance in that element. So you don't have as many cards or dice as you do cards in in Slay the Spire, but the roll means like a card could be worth one point or it could be worth uh, six points. You know, like just imagine a regular die. There, There are... I've only ever seen six-sided dice uh, in this game so far. So uh, if there is beyond that, then I haven't seen it. But um, or, or below that, I guess. Uh, so yeah, you've always got a one in six chance. And certainly like some dice might have the same roll. So it's not going to necessarily be one through to six. It might have six twice, but it all might, might also have one twice, right? And you kind of got to do some you got to do some maths to work out what the real value of a dice is it's it's fun like i think about maths a lot uh because i reckon you could convince i reckon you could convince a lot of kids to get really into maths through these kinds of video games right because i don't want to sit there working out fucking problems on my fucking on my, you know, in my school book with the, you know, lines and margins and all that kind of shit. And I don't want to, I, I don't, I've got no time for that shit. But mm. like every single turn in Slay the Spire or in this game, you're doing dozens 
of mental calculations over and over and over again. And so I think if if you were to take that and like get kids to actually go through the process, mm-hmm. they could learn quite a bit about a practical application of like, you know, basic uh, maths, but also statistics and also like some actual useful stuff beyond basic arithmetic and stuff. So anyway, I do think about that a lot. There is more maths in this on a moment-to-moment basis than there is in fucking Slay the Spire because, yeah, you you do need to take into account, um, like let's take the example from before, uh, a dice has one, one, six, six, uh, and if it's got two, uh, and three as the other two faces, then your average there is is technically a below three card, right? Uh, below three dice, right? Like it's it's worth just barely below three. Uh, whereas if it had a three and a four or a three and a three, then the calculation would be different. And so, yeah, you've got to fucking, you've got to, get through that shit yourself. Uh, three and a four. Yeah. Um, and, and that's so, sort of where, you know, the, the game uh, has its meat. But then, because, you know, that's it's not enough that you're just rolling some fucking dice. Uh, there's also like modifiers on what the dice do. So you got this, what do they call it? Purification versus corruption. So you're trying to cleanse the corruption off of these beasts that you come across or these enemies that you come across. Uh, so you're basically rolling around, you're this priest, purifying them. Purifying uh, has an effect. Like you can use your dice on either yourself or on the enemy. Purifying yourself heals you. Uh, corrupting any corruption on yourself damages you. And the reverse is true for the uh, the enemy. And so basically what you're trying to do is uh, play as many blue-colored dice rolls on your enemy and play as many red-colored, like get rid of any red-colored unless you've got something useful for them to do. And that's where the next part of this game comes into to place because you like your characters, uh, each of the characters has a different... Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's basically as you lose health, you get access to like these abilities. Um, and so the abilities do a, an, a, like a wide array of things. The basic one on the initial character that you unlock, uh, the first character you get, Mooney, um, she, like every single turn, she can flip a die from from uh, corruption to purify, right? Which is very useful if you happen to roll a single corruption, right? And you don't know what else you're going to do with it. You can just flip it from, say, it's a, it's a two red. Instead of taking two damage, you can flip it and, do, and you can do two damage or you can heal two damage depending on what you want to do, right? But the other thing that's going on is as you lose health, right, you've got like... Uh, I think six blips. You can take six, like, bits of damage in a turn, and 
uh, and then you will lose a heart. And so effectively, you've got 18 health. You can grow that. You can change uh, that limit. Uh, you can shield yourself. There's all there's like damage mitigation. Plus, there's uh, there's ways to alter the landscape of your heals. But what's guy like what the trick? Tr the tricky part is uh, as you go down the six chunky six chunk uh line of your your base health of a life right you activate these other abilities and so the top one the the first one you'll activate is like re-roll a dice easy enough you get to re-roll a dice the second one is uh oh do four purification you can do four purification damage easy peasy and the third one, I think, on Mooney is draw another dice, right? What comes into play is because you are able to manage your dice however you want, if you notice that you're like, you took some damage in the last turn uh, and you're one point away from being able to draw an extra dice, it might be worth it for you to, to deal damage to yourself so that you can then like draw another die, right? But even better, you can play uh, these abilities. They're triggered every time you pass the threshold on this health. So if you draw another dice at two health and then heal yourself four health all the way back up, or you spend all your abilities, you do four damage, uh, you, or let's say you, you I don't know, you re-roll one of your dice, you uh, draw another dice and then you use your four purification to heal yourself four points of damage. Suddenly, if you, if you then lose that health again, you will get to do all of those abilities again. And so the game becomes very uh, intricate and very clever because you want to, like your health is a resource that you're actively fucking pissing away uh, to like micromanage getting these abilities off as many times as possible. Uh, and obviously it's a dice game. There's a gamble aspect there. If you fucking, if you piss away all your health, but you can't draw the dice you need or roll the, like the dice roll that you need, then you might actually just like give up a life accidentally. And you've got to really keep that in mind. There are other abilities that are going on. There was one that I had uh, where I was basically stacking damage. I would uh, play it on an enemy. It wouldn't technically do any damage, but anytime I flipped a, uh, a dice from corruption to purification, it would do whatever that stack of damage was. Uh, and so I, I went through, like I had a, a run where all I was doing was just stacking this damage as much as you like stacking this, uh, this, this one like debuff and then, and then I'd flip and I'd do a shit ton of damage and we ignore shields and everything. That was fantastic. Um, it was sort of like the, uh, oh, there's a card in. Pressure points. Like in Slay the Spire, there's a card called Pressure Point where uh, you can play it and anytime you play Pressure Point, 
any any enemy that has pressure point stacks on them takes that amount of damage uh, and you can if you can construct your deck correctly you can get to a point where you're just doing fucking every every turn like you draw six cards and you are capable of doing like 50 plus damage across multiple different enemies in a single turn it's huge um so yeah uh stuff like that that was a that was a good one that i had going there was one with uh i think it was called light shield um that i found really useful i like i summoned you get like these little helper i can't remember what they're called guardians or something uh and they've got different abilities the one i uh added i've only had one once um i added one that was doing this light shield and it seemed really good for mitigating my damage but what it was even better for was when uh enemies uh would try to heal themselves then suddenly they weren't able to heal themselves and stuff uh so that was pretty good um yeah and uh yeah i don't know like i think i think it's really like fun i think it's really good uh i've had a really good time with it um i kind of wish it was on the mobile i guess um is probably i think it'll be a really good one to play on the mobile um yeah otherwise uh i think yeah it might be a little heavy on the old randomness uh you can mitigate it pretty well but you can't mitigate it entirely it's baked in there has to be randomness it's dice rolls uh and yeah you can you can get sort of fucked on that uh inevitably um that's just sort of the the nature of the game i guess um the nature of of any game with dice rolls uh i think if I hadn't played a game with way worse RNG uh, this week, then I'd be harsher on it, but I feel like I've got some perspective on the matter thanks to another game that I've played. So, uh, yeah. Overall, if you're looking for a new Slay the Spire type game, I think I think it's worth a, a punt. It's got a demo. Uh, I played the demo before I, I grabbed it, uh, and so, yeah. I'd uh, recommend giving that a run first. See how you go. Um, it is thirty-two bucks, which, uh, yeah, I had sold a bunch of Steam cards, and uh, so it was mitigated a little bit, but still, thirty-two bucks is pretty close to my limit for a fucking card game generally. But I did take longer than I should have to play Slay the Spire because it was 32 bucks so I've raised the, the limit since so yeah there you go let's try right. well, the, give it a squeeze yep six side articles it's available on pretty much uh, Nintendo Xbox and PC uh, it's not listed here for PlayStation right there you go. um Okay, right, next up, we got another game back across to my sheet, Star Survivor. Star Survivor. Um, this one is... Starfield. Not Starfield, no. Um, this one's really clever, actually. This one, uh, it's on sale right now. I This is my strongest recommend. 
uh, for the week, I would say. It's six bucks. It's on sale. Uh, yeah. It is um, vampire survivors, but in a space game and with a constructed campaign. Um, so you go into a level. It looks the same as every other fucking level. It lasts about five minutes. Uh, it's a twin stick shooter. Uh, there is an element of actual like aiming going on here uh, because you you do get uh, like you get the well you get abilities that require specific aiming. Um, but yeah. Outside of that, uh, yeah, you're a little ship. You These alien enemies fly towards you. You shoot them. You collect the XP. Uh, once you get enough XP, you upgrade. You get a fucking weapon of some sort. Uh, you put it somewhere on your ship. Uh, the placement on the ship matters because depending on where on your ship it is, uh, it might fire differently. Uh, if you put it on, if you get like, I got a mining laser and I put it on the side of my ship. And so anytime I turned, uh, like it would, it, it just sort of shot out of the side of my ship the entire time. And so to do damage with it, I sort of had to turn on my side, on my side and like side, uh, broadside these alien ships. Um, so that sort of changed how I, uh, I approached, uh, that run because, Suddenly I'm like, oh, I want auto-firing shit on my side. So I put a laser on the other side and I put some flamethrowers on each side and then I just sort of twirled around and created this fucking... I was a little ball of fire spitting around everywhere, uh, murdering everything. Uh, it was actually a really successful run. Uh, there's items you can combo, there's upgrades, there's a meta progression. Uh, yeah, there's loads of shit going on. Um, it's a... Uh, it's, it feels really good. I was doing some reading and it's come a long way. There's, it's made by like a, a solo developer. Uh, but yeah, they've got it now to a place where I think, yeah, it plays with a controller. It's coming to a mobile. And yeah, basically think FTL, right? That's how you progress through this game. Uh, you start on one side and you move to the right of the map and you choose a new tile each time. There's nothing chasing you. Uh, but as you move across, uh, the enemies get more powerful until you reach a boss. And uh, yeah, just like in Slay the Spire or something, you get to choose your path. And you can choose your path to take on harder enemies or go visit a shop or get the opportunity to get an upgrade or something like that. Um, and yeah, you make those choices yourself. And yeah, depending on how aggressive you want to be or how risk averse you want to be, uh, you will reap the rewards or not reap them if, uh, if you're playing like a chicken shit. And yeah, it's just, <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> sorry. Yeah, it's just uh, really fun to play. Like you got to dick about with your settings a little bit to get it feeling right. Um, I did notice that uh, the music gets really repetitive really quickly, but like it's a vampire survivors game. You don't need fucking music. You don't need 
Like if it's feeling good, like it's a game that you're playing while you're watching a YouTube or something, you know, like or listening to a podcast or something like that. Like it's a it's a brain shut off game where you just make meaningful decisions every now and then. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Those games, super compelling. The price is fantastic for it. Um, mm. It's definitely, yeah, worth a look. Uh, um, I just, I don't know. I love these games and this is a particularly clever melding of a couple of different uh, concepts. I think they've done a really good job. Uh, so yeah, I would heartily recommend it. Uh, it's in early access. What's it missing? Like what? What isn't there yet? Uh, I think it, yeah, because in early access. Yeah, I think they're just like they're currently adding more of what is currently there, like more enemies, more bosses, more reasons to continue to play it, basically. Uh, but as it is, it seems like it's got like enough. It's got like an endless mode already and stuff. Um, so yeah. Uh, like loads of different ships that you can unlock and shit. I don't know, man. Like, yeah, I'm looking at these Steam reviews and apparently uh, it's a bit of a rough one performance-wise, but I didn't have any problems. It was running really well on my PC. So, mm. yeah. And you've got an AMD, so. <laughs> and, yeah. I've got garbage. Trying it size, hard. So, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of people talking about a memory leak. So maybe, uh, oh no, they're talking about a memory leak five minutes in. So yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not seeing it. Yep. I think um, it's great. Yeah, fair enough. All right, that's uh, Star Survivor, um, and it's available in early access on Steam right now. Yep. Yeah, and it's on. Steam. Um, and it's on sale, a dollar, a dollar off, 20% off. Yep. A dollar fifty. Is that what that is? Yeah. Um, all right, let's keep moving on here. Uh, something fresh. Well, it's, it's, it's so fresh, it ain't out yet. Uh, TGS out. is happening right now or, or was happening at some point recently. All right. Tokyo Game Show. Yeah. Um, yeah, one of the games that was on show there was Sonic Superstars. Um, I did not go to TGS. I had the luxury of playing this here, which is didn't, very didn't handy. To, didn't have to go all the way to Japan. <laughs> Who'd want to? Yeah. Who'd want to do that? Why would you want to do that? Uh, yeah. Sounds sounds awful. Absolutely silly. Yep. Um, so uh, obviously you're the sonic uh fanboy the um i mean i think you've said a bunch of times it's your favorite series of all time mm. um and uh and you think it is potentially one of the greatest franchises in in media ever i think that was the quote oh yep you yep, said. yep 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 sounds yep sounds not accurate it sounds like bizarro yep. job has been which console did you upgrade grow up playing uh, with the Nintendo system. Mass system. Oh, that's funny. Okay. Yep. Yeah. All right. Yep. What was the mascot of the Sega Master System? Joe? Alex Kid. <laughs> I think you'll find it was Alex Kid. <laughs> right. Blap blap. Uh, yeah. You're a Nintendo boy, right? So you love yep. Donkey Kong. Yeah. Yep. 
uh, biker mice from Mars. Oh, shit. Um, yeah. All right. So um, a couple of years back, and we, we definitely talked about this on here, there was a game that came out called Sonic Mania. Um, and that was sort of a, uh, a project that spawned off of uh, an Australian guy named Christian Whitehead that was a, a prominent member of like the Sonic community. You probably know him. Um being <laughs> being the massive fanboys that you Classic. are yep. uh and he was working in like doing uh, a lot of port work and and that sort of stuff for the, yep. the series um and eventually came up with an idea for a almost like a um a brand new game but it was a a spin-off or like a remastered a remixing version of classic levels from sonic games and um doing like a new spin on them and so that ended up being sonic mania it was released in 2017 uh it's reviewed pretty well um i don't remember what you said about it <laughs> it reviewed really it. high don't remember. i didn't play it uh, I didn't okay play. yeah looking like quickly I'm still in blacklisted meta- from sega after my previous sonic review sonic 4 <laughs> sonic 4 yeah how many years sonic 4 out of 10 was that that was 13 years. Mm. Mm. Was this episode one? Did yeah. they ever get to episode two? I didn't play it, but uh, I got on the blacklist at Sega uh, yeah. in 2008. And then I managed to, two, two long years, managed to get off the, off the uh, blacklist, literally by telling them I was the biggest Sonic fan. And then Sonic 4 out of 10. And I was back on it again. And it's lasted 13 years this time. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think that's not a problem. Um, yeah. All right. So, it, yeah, it's basically like a, um, a very well-received um, game from a, like a prominent member of the Sonic community came mm. out and um, put out this game. They've obviously put out a, a bunch of other Sonic content since then, uh, the movies. Uh, which uh, are pretty good. Yep. I haven't watched the second one though. It's on my list to get to. Yeah, um, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, and so this uh, Sonic Superstars is almost like a, um, a successor to that Sonic Mania game. It is in the 2.5D vein of um, the style of it, the look. And uh, it's based off of the... Um, it's basically the same like physics engine that the sonic mania used when they made that game um so it's uh yeah i guess what they're aiming for is the same sort of feel of those classic retro sonic titles um and delivering a a similar sort of experience in terms of visuals uh, visualizing on a 2d slash 2d 2.5d plane um and so you are doing zones is that what they're called yep yeah zones (laughs) Uh, you are running left to right Uh, you're holding down a direction and spinning around and doing all sorts of tricky things and doing loops you know sonic stuff going very fast oh yeah Um, and as you get to levels there are uh, there's like little mini boss encounters that you fight off against and each one of these has a um, sort of like a different puzzle element you're kind of solving and trying to figure out which is quite neat um, yeah, and then you are, uh, you know, you're given a grade, a score once you've finished it, 
because it's time's important. Um, and then you off you go to the next level. And um, yeah, it seems pretty uh, like as someone who didn't grow up with Sonic, but had someone like a neighbor across the street that had a, a you know a Sega game console. And like Sonic was one of the main games that we'd play. Yeah, it definitely like feels like that. I'm not gonna. I don't. I don't like that's you know, thirty years ago. Sure. <laughs> sort of thing. So you're like, old. Yeah, feel, feels well, alright. You're old. Um. Yeah, I'm old. And, um. Yeah, and it's very. It's definitely very quick. Like I was. My eyes were sore by the time we finished that uh oh, preview session damn, my old wild. man eyes I, yeah. yeah but it could, it could have also been because it was like on a giant screen and i was sitting quite close oh, yeah. um and this thing is also moving very quickly i'm like my eyes are bleeding um but anyway it, it is very fast paced there's a lot going on, on the screen uh you're collecting coins you're running into fucking traps and then losing coins and collecting them all over again um going around loops a lot of puzzly stuff of like grabbing onto ledges and shooting yourself up into certain places to try and get higher or lower um some weird bizarre things that they're doing with the level design where at one point i was dropping down a hole and i was like this hole is quite long um and there was there were bits that i could sort of move off to the side and grab something else or like go in a different direction and eventually like i replayed that level and jumped down found the same area um and i was like this is literally a never-ending hole i can just sit here and nothing happens like it wants me to do something i thought that was quite clever of uh like at one point at shooting me you know those um like almost pinball style uh i don't know ramps or like like they just shoot you off yep uh there was a section of that where it kept repeating the same section over and over again like i was falling yeah. and that wanted me to like move in a specific bounce off of something um and that's just another use of that where it was like it felt like this was a fucking giant level but it was just playing like a little trick um Sounds but in saying great. that but in saying that like the levels are are quite um right. large in, in yeah. scope there's a lot going on there's a lot of uh different seems like there's a lot of different ways you can sort of approach the the level and get from you know where you sort of start to where you can end up going it's not not just a linear um you know this is the path you need to take uh and then there were you know some levels later on that i went into like a digital um i wrote it down i don't have the fucking name in front of me but it was almost like being beamed into a computer oh, yeah. um and it transformed the world into a, a yeah a very pixelated almost um like it wasn't not everything was pixelated but some of it like the coins were blocky and things like that and sometimes sonic looked a, a bit um chunky and cyber station it was called uh and so this this at certain points would transform sonic into all the characters playing we'll get to that uh into a different um uh thing and at one point i was like a floating jellyfish and i was navigating the world in a um in a more like floating around and moving uh, in a you know a 3D sort of space as opposed to just a, across a 2D plane, um, so it looks like they're doing things with the uh, gameplay in that sort of essence. Um, yeah, and the other thing that the game has is it is uh, different characters. You're playing as not just Sonic, but his 
Sonic's friends, oh, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Knuckles is in there. Uh, Amy. Oh, good. And Tails. Yeah. Um, all of the favorites are back. They've all got different, um, I guess, the way that they interact with the world. They move slightly different. Obviously, Tails has a tail and he can like hover. Um, Knuckles has that like dive bomb move that he dives, that sort of thing. Uh, and then on top of that, there are power ups that you can get throughout the game power that ups. affect the world differently. Um, but I'm, you know, there because this was a preview build, it was supposed to be for TGS. This is like not really something that was dived into much, but they are in there. And I think you unlock them by collecting um, a certain emeralds and right. yeah, that sort of thing. So yeah, I'm not too sure how they uh, in, sort of change the style of the gameplay but they're there um anyway so i played through about four different zones um each zone had two acts that i could jump into and experience um one of them was <laughs> basically put like a radius around me almost like a fog and i couldn't see too far in front and so even though sonic is a very fast-paced uh runner mm. it even made that experience even more terrifying by shrinking how much I could see. And so that became a thing of like, I'm moving extremely quick and I have no fucking idea what is in front of me. Um, so, I mean, I think getting to like speedrunners and things like that, we'll get, we'll see some interesting stuff come out of that. Um, but anyway, I, uh, you know, I enjoyed my time with it. I thought it was fine. Um, I'm also not a Sonic fanboy um i think that they're uh very i don't know one note very old old school style of game that isn't around much anymore yep um and so but i think it's doing what it's selling on the box which is trying to replicate an old school retro sonic style game um i've been doing some reading Mm. and uh all that stuff you said about christian whitehead He's gone. Yeah. Yeah, he left. he left. He's not on the team. He's done. Yeah. Nobody who works on Sonic Mania or the other good one after it, Sonic Origins, nobody mm. is left. They're no. all gone. Yeah. All of them are gone. It's the same team, though. Except for... Sonic Man is, Sonic Man is still there. Sonic Man uh, teamed up with uh, Oshima, uh, mm. who took the took the series in terrifying directions like Sonic Adventure, which was literally where it all went wrong for it. So, uh, yeah, the man, the team at the helm have fucked up Sonic before. Uh, and uh, it seems like they're on track to do it again. Uh, but you like it? I mean, it's Sonic. It's Sonic feels like sonic to me yep i don't think sonic was ever good but sonic was good sonic one two and three were good they were good you enjoy you went over to your mates played place and played fucking sonic you had fun they were were fun but like they weren't like they were no mario job this is my point 30 years have passed this is why i didn't have a sega out of nintendo Sonic 2 was better than mario 2 mate way fucking better Mate, you wish you could pick fucking 
uh, beetroots up off the ground. What were they? Turnips, Turnips or some shit. Pull them up off the ground. ground. I wish I had a fucking umbrella so I could <laughs> slowly fucking fall somewhere. Float. Yeah. That was fucking dope. Um, there was there is like multiplayer stuff in there, but because it was just me. Um, so that this was something that had on the show floor, and they were showing like, hey, you can play multiplayer. I have no idea how that runs, but it's all there. So I don't know. We'll see what happens when it comes out. It's still a um, I'm sure it I will review well because Sega has successfully blacklisted anyone who knows what Sonic is supposed to fucking be. So you can play it. It's out next month. There you go. I am. I can't wait. Get out of here. Fuck you watch. Me. It'll come out and you'll be like, this is the best Sonic game I've ever played. I still haven't played Sonic Mania, so uh, I don't think that's going to happen. Actually, the yeah. team behind this uh, also made Balan Wonderworld. Hmm. You love that one. Uh, which was has a 36 on Metacritic. So, uh, yeah. Filled with confidence that this one's going to go well. Why did you give us? Why did you tell us about Christian Whitehead if he was completely irrelevant to this game? Well, because it's based off the same engine that they developed for the that those games. Fucking good god, good you god, dickhead. Um. All right, so that's Sonic Superstars. It's out next month. Um. Next on the list, we got Get to the Orange Door. Get to the orange door. This one is tricky. It's a it's a hard one to pin down. This one. I think all you need to do is get to the orange door. It does seem like that out front, and uh, yeah, you could be uh, mistaken for thinking that's all there was to it. But there's so much more to this game, and uh, the biggest problem this game has is it refuses to tell you about any of what the fuck else is going on in it. Uh, it's got great music, great visuals, great gameplay. It's a fucking roguelike uh, first-person shooter that has been specifically tweaked to play like Titanfall 2. You wall run, you slide, you fucking... You can do a fucking flip like a somersault in the air, like a front flip by just like looking, like continuously moving your mouse down. Like you would like, instead of a 360, you just do a fucking flip instead. Instead of moving sideways, you move forward. Uh, it's fucking fantastic. I love I love doing flips. And so it's, it's a game where, yeah, you can do all this parkour shit. You double jump, you can chain, you can uh, chain dashes with double jumps. You can double jump, dash, jump, dash, jump, and then dash, jump one more time, uh, depending on how many dashes you've unlocked. Um, every time you do a dash, you unlock another jump. Uh, and yeah, you just fucking jump for days, wall run, slide. Uh, you basically never have to touch the ground if you don't want to. And it feels sick. When you get on that run, it feels fucking amazing. It reminds me of playing Titanfall 2 and like literally just climbing walls until I was exiting the bounds of of the map and shit. It was awesome. And you can do it in this, except there are no boundaries to the map. Um, and that shit's cool, man. Like, it's fucking rad. Uh, and then the metagame exists, and it is 
The only way to describe it is obtuse. It is obtuse. Uh, obtuse in the sense that it feels... It, not only is it not explaining things to you, it feels like it's deliberately trying to obfuscate information. Uh, the most information I've gotten is from like a, a tooltip on a like loading screen. Uh, and like they only last for a fraction of a second. It loads too fast for me to really get anything out of that. So I need to put it on a fucking 5,400 RPM platter hard drive or something so I can actually read the tooltips and have some fucking clue what the fuck is going on. Like I, I learned about a bunch of shit purely by looking at the control scheme. Uh, that's how I learned about things. I was like, oh, you get, there's an ultimate in this game? You've got an ultimate ability. Uh, yeah, okay, fair enough. You can dual wield weapons. What weapons? Not all of them. How do you know which weapons? You don't know until you try to do it. That's basically it, which is exceedingly, like, exceedingly rough uh, to handle. Um, yeah, what else? Uh, you can fish. You can go fishing for some reason. I don't know why. It's fun. And uh, the it's, video game it's funny, yeah. But like <laughs> instead of adding fishing, what if you were to add some sort of explanation as to what the fuck is going on? Uh, I like you, you earn these things called vines and they unlock levels and you level up. But I don't understand what the fuck I'm leveling up towards or what that's supposed to do for me. Like I'd spend them on getting more dashes because why the fuck wouldn't you? But um, yeah, I don't understand how I'm supposed to tell uh, what the purpose of that is, where any of it's going. I did level up all like you, I got like seven levels and it took me to a like something splashed up on the screen. It was some cryptic fucking message that meant literally nothing to me. Uh, that happens constantly. Like it's just, it gives you information, but the information it gives you is like useless at best and sometimes actually unhelpful uh, because it's leading in the wrong direction. And like, yeah, it's just, it's, it's bizarre. Like I just don't understand why it would be like that because like when i'm playing it when i'm like fucking running around on walls and fucking shooting everything it's got a uh you know like most games have a crosshair uh and uh that's sort of like the bloom area right it's not like a pinpoint crosshair but it's like a sort of spread out thing uh, and that's the bloom area and the bullet can go anywhere in there and so you need to you know close close range uh, to make sure it hits the head or whatever, make sure like the the area that the crosshair is covering is in the head or whatever. In this game, if an enemy is inside that crosshair and you shoot, the bullet will find them, which is fantastic, right? It's a little bit of auto-aim. You still need to be pointing at them, and the further away you are, the better your aim has to be. But, like, yeah, you're able to fucking, like... It just means you can, yeah, murder shit while you're flipping and whatnot. Uh, I I don't know. I've had such fucking awesome runs, like, with this game. I've had so much fucking fun uh, doing, like, just banana shit. 
Uh, you get like curses and blessings. I had a curse where um, everything took 1500% more damage, which meant that everything was dying instantly. And then I had another, I had, I think it was a blessing where everything, like whenever something died, it exploded and caused burning damage to anything nearby. And then I had a curse that tripled burning damage for everyone, including me. And so I would like, sh I would wait till I clustered up and shoot one thing and everything would explode. Like it would just chain ripple out and everything in the level would fucking die. Uh, and that was fucking cool as shit, right? But I had to, I had to like be on my fucking parkour game because if any shot landed on me, I was dead as well. So I had to like be on my parkour game trying to train these all together, so like train these enemies around so I could get them to cluster up. And then I'd put that shot in and then it'd ripple out and everything would be dead. But yeah, the fucking, like the tension was sky high. And then I'd do it and then, yeah, okay, well, cool. All right, now what? I don't fucking know. Uh, I do another level, I guess. I went into something called a dungeon that just seemed to go on and on and on and on. I don't understand the fucking point of it. So you go into a dungeon and what? Just until you die, I guess? And you are like, yeah, kind of, but there's no end state. There's supposed to be an end state for these things or an opportunity to get out or like, why the fuck did I go in here, right? The tricky one with that one was I had a curse where, uh, what was the upside? The upside was like, maybe I was doing 300% more damage, but if my gun ever went dry... I would uh, throw it on the ground. So I'd have to pick it back up again and reload. And then I had another curse where every time I, uh, what was it, completed a dungeon or uh, like killed 50 enemies, uh, there were a couple of other factors. My, my weapons would cycle. Like it would basically just randomly select a new weapon for me. So I had a pistol and uh, it would cycle to something else. Like, and at one point I, I got this fucking sick late game shotgun and then 50 kills later, it turned into like a pistol again, a shit pistol. But uh, the real stinger was I had like four guns and uh, I was real deep into this run and things were getting hairy and I was dropping like I was just firing until I was dry, firing these weapons till I was dry. And then I'm like, I'll just go back and pick them up. And then, uh, yeah, when I hit the, when I finished the dungeon, I cycled, randomly selected new guns, but they're all the guns that were on the ground disappeared and I'd dropped all of my guns. So I now didn't have any guns. So I had to go through to the next dungeon level and like, punch everything until I found a fucking gun. But it didn't matter because I was doing shitloads of damage. So I was like punching shit fucking. Uh, and yeah, like it's got a pretty decent fucking melee system. So that's cool. And like you just combine it with the parkour because there's actually like a, an element of momentum when you, you can spring off enemies when you punch them or kick them downwards and stuff. So you can actually spring off and use that to get momentum and keep your parkour mo um, movement going. So that's sick as well. 
But yeah, everything else about this game is just fucking, yeah, obtuse. Obtuse is how you put it. And there's also an element of, I said this earlier, bad RNG, like specifically flat out bad RNG. Uh, there's there's good RNG and there's bad RNG. And I'm 100% certain we've talked about this concept before on this podcast. But uh, basically good RNG is RNG that you can manage, right? Uh, RNG where you can you can make meaningful decisions based on what you know. And bad RNG is uh, like flip a coin. Uh, one side, things are good. On the other side, you just, you're fucked, right? Uh, good RNG is uh, the dice from before, right? Like uh, let's, let's, let's use that example. Good RNG is knowing that you've got a three, uh, an average of three. So your dice is worth three. You've got one, one, three, three, six, six, and your dice is worth, that would be 3.4 or something. Um, you know that that one is worth three. So you manage around that number. You don't, you're not like, Oh yeah, okay. Well, I've got this dice and it's got a six, so I'm gonna play it like it's a six, right? I've got a six in hand all the time. No, you play it like you've got three points at all times, and if it hits the six, then you're elated and everything's cool, right? Uh, bad RNG is the fucking XCOM. Ninety-five percent to hit. Uh, you you roll the one in 20 and now you lose the game you just you just pissed away like 45 minutes of a fucking of a level because you rolled a one out of 20 that's bad rng this uh gttod get to the orange door has bad rng on like lots of different levels because You've got the bad RNG of there's this key system where you find keys around the level, but like the, you need these keys to open these doors. These doors are how you get these curses and blessings, uh, but not every door that leads to a curse and a blessing necessarily leads to one of those. It can also lead to like some shitty little fucking warehouse, some shitty little storage room where all you get is maybe a hundred little shard credit things when a single weapon requires 950 of the cunts so it's basically a waste of time a waste of time um and there are multiple varieties of those shitty little rooms and you i i have no idea how to tell if i'm walking into one of those rooms or not uh i think that's on purpose because if you knew you would never waste a fucking key on one of these doors and so it's basically the fucking booby prize but there's a fucking high percentage chance you get the booby prize i have so much fun playing with curse on, on cursed runs in this game i would genuinely love to find a curse shrine uh or a blessing shrine blessing shrine obviously the the solid upside right that that would be your good RNG would be open this door and you'll either get uh, 
a curse shine or a blessing shrine because the curse shine has upside but also a downside. So you need to manage expectations knowing that you might be getting a curse and the blessing is obviously all upside. Bad RNG is opening this door and finding out you're going to get like fucking 80 bucks worth of garbage, not even a tenth of the way to a, a new randomly rolled gun. And then you've there's RNG in the randomly rolled guns. There's RNG in the door placements. There's RNG in the key placements. There's RNG in the fucking everything, man. Like there's so much fucking RNG. There's layers on layers on layers and layers. And so you just wind up in this situation where like this shit doesn't really matter at the end of the day. The only interesting, like the mo the games that it's most interesting when you're getting curses and blessings, but there's genuinely no point in pissing away keys in early levels trying to find one of these things because you just want, like, it's too much disappointment. It's too much bad RNG. You can't, like, the only way to manage around that RNG is to deliberately not open the fucking doors until you've got enough keys to open every fucking door on a level. And there's also the chance that there's no fucking shrine on that level, you know? And then you you fucked again which is just bonkers, right? Like, I just think that's such a crazy fucking system. And yeah, you combine that with the the degree to which it refuses to explain fucking anything. And you just, it winds up being this game that like, I, I think I got like, I must've played it for like four hours, right? And I'd gone through a bunch of runs and had some really good runs. And then I had this really shitty run where I didn't like, there's, there's RNG, whether or not you get vines, like you might not actually make any meta progression. I got like six levels in to this run and died. And because I hadn't at the, like at the end of uh round, uh, when you get to the orange door, like you, Basically, you do this horde thing. You got to kill all the enemies, and you got to stay inside this circle area. And then you get a choice of three things. And sometimes the curses, curses, and blessings show up in the in your three selection, right? Uh, but most of the time, it's either health, uh, extra armor, uh, over armor, or very occasionally vines. And vines are your meta progression currency. So I went through six levels and vines never showed up. So I died and went back to the start and that entire run was basically for nothing. And I like, I ult have forward. I'm like, I hope I haven't played. If I haven't played two hours of this game, I'm fucking refunding it. I'm mad as shit. And I'd played four hours of it. I'm like, all right. You get my money because obviously I had no idea. I just played fucking four hours of this fucking game. Obviously, I've been lost and in the zone and having a really good fucking time. So you earned my money 100%, but I'm fucking mad, right? Like, that's a bad fucking experience. And, like, how is that your meta progression? That's fucking insane. I should be guaranteed. Like, just give me five vines Every time I finish a fucking level and I would have at least finished with 30 of the fucking things, right? And maybe I piss away one of my end of level upgrades on a, like instead of getting more health or more armor or some survivability, maybe I do go for the 50 vines option, right? But 
I don't know, if, if I'm guaranteed vines, I'm probably more likely to go for something that will get me further into a run type thing. Anyway, uh, yeah. I think I think it's 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 also made by one person, like a single solo developer, and mm. I think they're too close to it. I think they know how the game works, and I think they're unable to see that it is incomprehensible to anyone else. It's like <laughs> it'd be like me putting out my I've got like a bloodborne notebook where I jot shit down in if I publish that right and I'm like it's full it's full of wisdoms and you know learnings from 10 years of a video game journalist's life and uh yeah like I think it's really insightful and like let's pretend it was actually any of those things uh, as opposed to the half insane ramblings of a fucking idiot uh but if i put it out there right people would pick it up and then be like this nobody this is not legible nobody can fucking read this and we're like of course look this says i'm gonna get drunk tonight and then like underneath it says what if dogs could fly like i think this is really easy to read but the tr- like the truth is, I can read my own fucking handwriting. Nobody else can, and that's fucking that's this game. Is nobody can, nobody can read this dude's handwriting, right? He knows what's going on. He thinks everyone can read his handwriting, but nobody fucking can. Nobody can fucking work it out, which just winds up making it extremely fucking rough to get into. Like, yeah, it's 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 tricky, right? Because I. I obviously had fun and like, it's like a fantastic, fantastic shooter. I can't believe nobody has done uh, like a Titanfall style, like uh, movement based game uh, outside of Titanfall, obviously, but even fucking Respawn won't do another one of those for whatever reason. So uh, like, yeah, I think considering how fucking good that game is to play uh and how good that movement system is like yeah it's it's a genius idea ghost runner ghost runner isn't ghost ghost runner is not it get the fuck out of here ghost runner is not it (laughs) this is this is copy ghost runner it's not a copy of ghost runner whatever this is this ghost runner but good and also incomprehensible um but yeah like I don't know. I just, it's bonkers to me. There was a game that I played that reminded, like, had the same sort of very fluid Sonic. movement. There was yeah, a, it doesn't look as quick as Sonic. It's not as fast as Sonic. And there's no fog yeah. that's slowly no, closing in and making you worry. There's no about rings everything. either. You're like, not collecting rings. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Sonic is a better game. All right. Sonic's better. Um, but yeah. Anyway. Like yeah, I don't think I, I don't think I can recommend it. Uh, even though I think it's great, um, they like you, you see this a lot uh, when people complain about it online. It has these like real hardcore uh, fans who have learnt 
the handwriting and how experts in the handwriting and they're on the discord and all this kind of shit and they're talking to the dev and the dev's obviously very communicative communicative but uh so they like they're not rude and they're not like dicks but they're just like oh no version 1.0 is coming real soon and it's gonna really fix a lot of this stuff uh just hold on and it's coming so i what i think is i will keep an eye on it until like version 1.0 and see if it has actually fixed this and then maybe i'll reevaluate my position on it but at the moment yeah unless you're like absolutely frothing for a, a really good movement game and you feel like you can deal with some extreme frustration uh i would not recommend this one sadly because i really really liked it but i was absolutely going to refund it if i was under two hours four hours in mm. uh yeah so yep yeah yeah all right fair enough uh, that is um get to the of- orange door yeah, get to the orange door, door or, or it's actually G-T-T-O-D yes. on Steam. Oh, yeah. um, and that is uh, in early access and it's only available, um, I think, on PC at the moment. Right. Yep. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. All right. We got a couple more games here. Um, Cyberpunk 2077 is uh, now officially out as of this morning um this is phantom liberty a new expansion it's not dlc job they send idris around to your house oh shit if you call it a dlc all right yeah. all right beats it's the a, shit out of you it's an expansion it's the old school shit yeah yep uh right. you've been playing this you're finally and i talked about uh 2.0 and yep. the expansion last week yep um how much i guess how much you played so far yeah, put another two hours in. I can't do it. I don't like this game. I fucking just don't like it. I can't. I don't know what to say. I, I'm I'm at a loss, man. Like, I just don't like this fucking game, man. Like, I, I sat in a car with Pan Am fucking driving around yapping at me, half-assing her fucking voice acting, pushing out some of the shittiest fucking written lines I've ever heard, uh unable to do anything i couldn't even fucking teabag to skip this fucking dialogue i just had to fucking sit there while she fucking yapped she's just driving from one place to another to another and i fucking oh my god am i all right as long as as long as the combat's fun as long as the combat's fun i like went through the 2.0 you know rejigged all my fucking traits and all that kind of shit i played it for 30 hours before by the way uh last time so um yeah i had put in a pretty decent stint um yeah as long as the compact's good i decided to you know go for like a stealth fucking ninja dude because i had a sick katana and i didn't like the look of my other weapons so i'm like all right katana guy it is fucking i got my katana i got these all all these fucking sick stealth moves and i can dash forward to people and like chop them and shit and like yeah i just did all my skills in that direction and uh pan am fucking yeah 
she's just like, all right, here we go. This is what we're going to do. We're going to drive into this base and start shooting shit up. And I'm like, I don't have any guns. But I wasn't able to say that to her. I just uh, sat, sort of sat there while she told me what we were going to do. And then we drove in, in the middle of this fucking base. And there's me with a fucking sword. I'm like, let's fucking do it. I'm a stealth guy. Oh, <laughs> fucking idiot. And then fucking snipers from every fucking direction. It took me like took me a good half an hour to fucking kill this. Because it was literally me fucking ducking behind a fucking thing. Running out and chopping a dude. And then ducking. So, so I could wait for my fucking heels to refill because they auto refill now. So I'd fucking, oh yeah, I got heels again. Okay. And run out and chop one other guy. And I'm like, all right, okay. Like 18 snipers would fucking pound me while I was fucking chopping this one dude. And then 17 snipers because I ch chopped the next dude. And yeah, eventually I got through it. I'm like, all right, what's next? And I get back in the car and Pan Am starts talking again. I'm like, I just don't think I can fucking do this. I don't think I can fucking do this. When do I get to fucking do things myself? Why can't I just... Why am I not driving? Why am I sitting in a fucking car while someone else... Like, it's her car. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Holy shit. But, like, isn't this a video game? I think there's a whole Aren't quest I the line main you go fucking get character? Yeah, yeah, I remember that <laughs> quest. But, like, aren't I the main character in this fucking video game? Not fucking... I'm not some fucking idiot. Like, side boy who fucking rides shotgun and fucking shows up with a fucking sword to a fucking gunfight. No. If it had been up to me, if I had been driving, we would have parked outside and I could have stealth my way in and chopped them all from fucking stealth. But I don't get to decide anything in this fucking game. I'm just some fucking passenger. Like, fucking waiting for shit to happen to me. And every now and then, Keanu Reeves pops up and says something fucking sarcastic and then fucking disappears again. I'm like, well, that was cool, Johnny, but, like, what the fuck am I going to do, man? Like, you're a passenger in my head. I'm a passenger in whoever the fuck wrote to this head. So fucking drive me bananas. So anyway, I don't like it. I'm not going to get to the Idris Elba bit, I don't think, because uh, I fucking hate it. There we go. And All right, fair I enough. I don't have a 40 series card, so it doesn't look that good. Well, that's your problem. It is my problem. You went with the uh, Intel X, XCS, whatever it is. That's Intel Arc. Powered by Arc. I've got an Arc. I've got an Intel Arc in my AMD CPU. Really putting it all together. Yeah. Yes. You've been playing it more? Um, a, a little bit, yeah. I'm enjoying it still. Um. I, I think it's a very different contrast between like the because it's the two games that I've been playing the most now they're similar is Starfield and um, and Cyberpunk the way they do their interactions mm. like in I just did a mission in Cyberpunk where um, I was talking to these two characters and it was at a, um, a party and both those characters we're in like a uh, almost like a sci-fi space roulette or sci-fi roulette table and yep. like we're playing roulette and i'm putting down like um either on red or black or whatever and i'm like engaging with them and talking to them and like buying them drinks and picking up the drink and drinking it whereas in like starfield when you have a conversation with someone it's that classic like you're in their fucking face yeah. you kind of just stand in there yeah and it's it's very different where like there's things happening around you and you're engaging with the world and if 
you know Idris Elba's there and I'm talking to them they're walking around the room and like leaning on the furniture and things like that um there's a lot more like animation to the style of storytelling that is going on and um that just is something that really stood out to me a lot is that that I don't know that that style of just having somebody's face just looking at you is kind of getting a bit old or I don't know if it's lazy or like I'm not going to call it lazy because I'm not going to call game developers lazy but like it's just it's been done like that for how how long now and maybe it's time to just do something different like have them be more animated or like have have it feel like an actual conversation you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, like when I'm teabagging because I'm tired of the fucking dialogue in yeah. Cyberpunk. That's, well, you can skip it. That's so much better. I've Have you actually set the button to skip it? I feel like you haven't. I've left it on C because it fucking amuses me. That's the most amusement I get at this point. Because <laughs> I'm fucking sitting there like standing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking good God. Well, and- I like the storytelling. See, that's that's why they haven't done anything about it. Because like Todd Howard, they probably they probably did it. And they're like Todd, check this shit out. You're no longer locked in to a fucking conversation. You yeah. can have a conversation in this world and be in this world while it occurs. Isn't this fucking fantastic? And Todd's like standing there teabagging. And he's like, "This is stupid. This is so fucking dumb. Why the fuck did anyone do this?" This oh get the fuck out of here. Lock me back in. Lock me back in or I'm gonna fucking flip. And I'm like, yeah, Todd, me and you, baby. Me and you. You get it. Uh, <laughs> they did lock you in. They locked you in the car so you yeah, couldn't tea back yeah, and you still fucking, didn't like it. They they did. They, they, they three steps ahead of me. God damn it. Uh but yeah. Uh, um so I I've not finished it. I've not finished Phantom Liberty yet, but I feel like I'm getting towards the end of it because um, things feel like they're starting to to wrap up. But yeah, I've I've been enjoying what I've played so far. So I do think that's um, an interesting like conundrum that that video game developers face, right? Because like in a movie, a director gets to pace shit out exactly yeah. like everything, or depending on the the director, but. Uh, like everything is exactly how they want it to be. Like the, you know, they got blocking. So they're standing in specific places at specific times and saying their dialogue at specific rates and, and stuff like that. And with, you know, correct and fastest and whatnot. Like, but in a video game, yeah, like, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not waiting around for that shit. But you can just literally walk away in Cyberpunk and like pick up the conversation at like, you can come back and talk to them and pick it up again. Yeah. Type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, so th- that concession has to be there, but at the same time, like, yeah, like how do you set those scenes in a, in a, in a video game? I think like the, it's gotta be a lot trickier because pacing is so different, right? Like do you, like the real problem that I have in cyberpunk isn't, that the dialogue takes too long. Instead, I've like I know a lot of it I'd already heard before, so I didn't need to hear it again. Um, and the other thing was that I wanted to get into action. 
I wanted to be doing things. I wanted to, like, I'm the player and play a character. I want to be the fucking the master of my domain. Um, master of my destiny, rather, not master of my do domain. I'm definitely not that. Um, like... I, uh, yeah, I want to be the master of my own destiny. I want to engage in action, like, at a reasonable pace. And, yeah, like, a video game sets a much higher pace than than most movies. So they've got to find that, that middle ground. They've got to allow, like, a, a, I don't know, scene where you're sitting at a roulette table playing roulette. That's probably lower lower pace uh, than most video games or well, the rest of cyberpunk usually is, right? Like, I don't know how high yeah. octane this roulette was, but like... No. Well, well, this is like the the the, the story is a, it's supposed to be like spy thriller, right? And yeah. so, you know, it's a fucking spy thriller. So we're going to have the the protagonist be at the, uh, <laughs> the casino, right. you know, talking to meeting the arch enemy and all that sort of thing. So I think it's... Yeah, um, so I think it is like a bit of a slower style or slower paced um, yeah. narrative because it is this darker thing that's going on as opposed to the the hectic, um, always in your face stuff that was happening with Cyberpunk with Silverhand and yeah, everything there. Yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, I'm gonna keep playing. I'll, I'll play through until I get to the end, and then I'll, I'll see if I, I keep going or not. Probably, probably not at this point. I'll probably go back to finishing um, Starfield. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm digging. I'm digging some of the stuff so far. So, um, all right, should we move on to Party Animals then? Party Animals, Party Man. Uh, we talked about this last week. You said was it last week? Yeah. No. Yeah. I can't remember. No. I don't know. You said it was garbage. Said it was garbage? Uh, yeah. I thought we talked about it last week. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did. Did I not put it? Hmm, it's not on the list here. Pretty sure we talked about it, though. Uh, no, you you just overwrote 679. Oh. You fucked up our... You fucked up everything. Oh, my God. How many pages of... 41 pages of notes, and you've boofed it. Yeah. Wow, we're never coming back from that. Um, alrighty, yeah, talked about it last week. Said I wasn't uh, that impressed. Uh, nevertheless, I did say that uh, on Saturday night we'd all get together and uh, play some party animals. Uh, anyone who wanted to be involved, and uh, yeah, we uh, all jumped on, played some party animals, and it was shitloads of fun. Like actually, shitloads of fun. Um, but the trick was, and it's as I said last week, we were playing what was available in the demo three years ago. Uh, we weren't doing any of this other shit. We weren't doing like fucking team battles or anything like that. We were playing free-for-all matches, walloping the shit out of each other, all in Discord together and yelling at one another. Uh -huh. And that was basically the strength of it. Um, and that's where party animals excels that's where party animals is at its best um it's bad when it's not doing that um yeah i think 
yeah, I don't know. We had some fucking fantastic matches, some epic fucking runs. Uh, there was there was one scene, there was one moment where uh, I think it was Doctor E3 Money uh, had basically all but like guaranteed himself a victory on this this crazy map um, where like there's like a black hole generator in the middle of the map and every, I don't know, like 30 seconds or so, the black hole starts generating and it starts like sucking everyone in towards the middle and if you go too far towards the middle, uh, you get dropped down and uh, into the into the hole in the middle and you die. And uh, yeah, basically that's what like, that's what this uh, this map the gimmick was, but uh, Doctor E3 Money was on two crowns, so he's about to win, and uh, he hadn't like. There's this chain that you can hold on to that guarantees you will not fall into the middle as long as you've got enough stamina to hold on the whole time. Uh, Drew had not gone around to that chain; instead, gone for one of the heavy pieces of equipment, uh, which is pretty a high tech move. Um, because it allows you to like stay, everyone fights over the chain and he was sort of staying off in the distance. The trick though, was that it was just him and, uh, PB Pedro, uh, left in this, in this battle. Everyone else was dead and knocked out. Drew had kicked, Drew had prior to this kicked Kleb straight out of the fucking arena, like all the way out of the arena, like just get the fuck out of it, like punted him uh, just over the fucking sideline. Like he was a fucking Wallabies backline player trying to kick for touch and accidentally going out on the full. It was it was a fantastic kick, unlike anything that the Wallabies backline managed. Uh, and yeah, like Gonzo. So it was just Drew and Pedro. And if Drew won, that was it. And I threw a bomb that landed just like when you're dead, you can throw items. I threw a bomb that landed just behind Drew. I think JB threw another bomb that landed just in front of him. They exploded one after another and just shoved him straight into the fucking middle, dead. Saved the entire run. Uh, I'm pretty sure I won that map as well, uh, which was just fantastic. Absolute comedy. Uh, um, we had another one where I think Klebby was about to win. Uh, like, and Kleb had a pretty good run. I think Kleb was the closest behind me uh, for most victories. Uh, might have, we may have even tied. I can't remember. I got three victories. I think he got two or three. And uh, yeah, I can't, I can't quite recall. But anyway, um, he was, I think he was on track for a win as well. And yeah, we uh, we set his ass up. We we're on this ice level, and he's running around with a fucking frying pan, just fucking walloping. The frying pan's super powerful weapon, and uh, yeah, he was just walloping with his fucking frying pan, knocked everyone out. And uh, I threw a fucking a banana peel right underneath his feet, and he slipped over, and one of the other players i think we had randoms in at this point um it shot just shot him straight off the ice and then someone else threw a fish just as just as he was about to climb his way back up 
off the fucking up the ice. Someone threw a fish and knocked him clean out straight into the like straight back into the ice, and uh, he was gone. That was fantastic. Like, yeah, there were loads of loads of fucking little things like that, and uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was good. Um, my biggest regret was that I obviously didn't set fucking uh, my Discord up properly with my shadow play. I thought I had. I thought I'd checked. But uh, I should have checked it twice, I guess. Uh, because it didn't record any of the voices of anyone else playing. So I only got my voice in my recordings, which is a bummer. Because I would have loved to chuck a highlight video up that was more than just me cackling when I won. But yeah, anyway, a lot of fun. Uh, JB, Johnny Bravo was playing with uh, his two sons. Like they were on, I think they were on the same machine and they were just playing like, but in the same server. That was fucking cool. I thought that was... Like, actually, very cool that they were able to do that same screen and in the same server. Um, they were not in the Discord chat, though. We could hear them. Uh, they could not hear us, which is for the best because I, was, uh, I wasn't censoring myself at all. Uh, they, were, they were little shit talkers. They got fucking... They'll talk shit. Uh, they're just like their dad. Uh, a little less, you know... They don't go blue as often as him, but uh, yeah, they got bants, but they couldn't hear what we were saying. So uh, yeah, so I was calling them cunts. So you know, anyway, as you do, as you do. That's uh, how you got banned in PUBG, wasn't it? That's how I got. Yeah, that's how I got blacklisted in uh by Sega. Yeah, called Sonic a cunt. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway. So that's it. Right. That's uh, four guys, not four guys, party animals. Uh, it's basically the same game. Yeah. Gang beasts, yep. party animals, four guys, all the same. Yep. Um, all right, there you go. Let's uh, do some news here. Uh, there was something, you've deleted it. Yeah. Um, Glenn Schofield has, has left Striking Distance. So Striking Distance is the studio that was uh, founded by Crafton. Um, the PUBG people, uh, they brought over Glenn to help form that studio, uh, which people would know that name as the co-creator of the Dead Space franchise. Uh, and they went on to make the Callisto Protocol, which did not review very well at all for the very first 4A game ever developed. Um, <laughs> yeah. And... Yeah, it didn't also didn't sell well, and so um, I am assuming this is a, um, a mutually. Um, see you later. Yeah, <laughs> please, you need to step aside. Yeah, uh, type of thing, but also it's hard to tell if uh, whose fault that is. It was a um, like a, not they didn't turn that around. Like there was like three years or something that was sort of put together. Yeah. At one point, it was pitched as a PUBG game, like a, a PUBG sort of Part spin-off. Of the universe, yeah. Yeah, and then it had like nothing at all to do with that world. Um, but I think the unfortunate thing is, like, when that game came out, it was just it was busted. It was just clearly not ready to to be put out, and so it seemed like yeah. there was pressure to just release it, <laughs> which sucks. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, what's your takeaway on this? Is you know, does it feel like that he had to just get up and leave? Fall on his sword? Yeah, I think so. Uh, that's definitely what it, it feels like. Um, I guess you know that's why you get paid the big bucks, right? Uh, probably didn't pick up a bonus, uh, but yeah, like he was talking a big game and uh, made some bold claims about that game and. Callisto Protocol and they didn't pan out. Uh, more than more than being technically poor, the game itself just wasn't it. Felt a bit old. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was no map or something like that, was there? Or like no? I remember something I was complaining about. There was no way to like show objectives or I can't. Yeah, I can't remember off the top of my head. Got fucking Dead Space, the remake, pretty much right on the back of it, and it's like, oof. Good God, like mm. this is this is how it's supposed to be done. Fuck me. Um, right. I'm just checking. There was no, yeah, there was no map. No map in Callisto right. Protocol. Yeah, yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, and this this is following like layoffs at that studio as well. They they yeah. cut down like thirty ish people. Um, so we'll wait and see what they work on next, or what I guess where he transitions across to, because I'm assuming. It's probably not the last we've seen of him. Yep. He's worked on some big stuff. Um, okay, next up on the list is uh, Cameron Monaghan confirms Star Wars Jedi, the series, is continuing. Yep. Um, I, I thought we knew this, but apparently... I think I think the Jedi series also looked at... It was always looked at as like a trilogy, right? I think so. That's what... I think, yeah. Uh, but they're in talks. I don't think development has begun. Uh, I'm assuming not. I think because it's we... about to get even worse for them because SAG is recommending they strike against video game publishers. Mm. So that's about to happen as well. So, uh, yeah. But, um, yeah. Like, uh, this more confirmation that, yeah, that it's definitely happening and happening soon uh they're kicking off with it which is interesting right well yeah we talked about i think we talked about this like two weeks ago um the stig has left maybe we didn't talk about it i'm looking through the list um so the game director of uh the jedi series uh has left respawn so he was responsible as well for right um they brought him over from sony he worked on a bunch uh, yeah. of yeah uh, God of War titles, God of War 3. Um, I think this one is bizarre because like I, I was always on the impression that this was a trilogy and that he would sort of see through that that whole arc. But I don't, I don't really understand like what's happened here, whether or not it was him wanting to go actually look for, you know, other projects. Um, I don't know. Because it seems like the game maybe sold okay i know it reviewed fine but i don't know also don't know if it reviewed below their expectations because it was about an 85 84 ish um i think had it, a ton of it yeah ton of technical issues yeah. still has technical problems and yeah maybe that was another case of like them ea being like we want to go in a different direction we want someone else to take it yeah maybe we want like we want this to be uncharted and you're not giving us uncharted you're giving us an 85 
<laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Um, well, we wanted this to be God of War, and we're not getting God of War. We're getting yeah, 85s from you. I don't know. That's maybe one way I could see it happening, but um, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if we see a third game in this trilogy. Like, it makes sense. It's, it seems to sell well. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I there's There's always the chance that he just felt like it was time to move on. Like, people do leave jobs, you know. Uh, he was there for, what, seven years, right? Yeah. Um, left in Yeah, maybe he got a better nine, offer. Nine years. He's, yeah. Maybe someone was like, come make Star Trek. And he was like, fuck yeah, it's about oh, time. Finally, finally. Come make Babylon 5. Um, yeah, we have this Sonic game we want you to make. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was there for nine years. So yeah, people move on. Mm-hmm. It's a long time to be in a role. Um, so yeah, maybe you just had enough. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens with that one. I mean, it's going to be a ways off. Um, they're talking about like, they're still going to continue fixing Star Wars because obviously it's still... Like, I want to I want to get back to playing that game and finishing yep. it at some point but it just didn't run very well um, yeah. the last piece of news here this came through today uh, Valve has released Steam VR 2 which is now available in beta form um, so it seems like yeah Valve is very much still interested in, in working with their VR products um, on top of this there are still rumors that they're working on another type of headset as well yeah um i've not looked at this at all because <laughs> i didn't realize this was news until today yep. um but it's good to see they're still supporting that stuff obviously vr i'm a fan of the software and what i can do there's some great games just like bringing uh the vr platform uh like the hud and, and the ui into like up to speed with everything else that that steam has going because the Steam Deck has sort of revolutionized how Valve approaches its UI. Uh, but the like VR UI was sort of neglected. And this the like this is mostly around uh remedying that issue. Uh I don't know that it's gonna be much more than that. Yeah. Looking at the looking at the notes and yeah, it's it's not that. It looks nice. It looks like it'll be really slick, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's definitely rumors from like this year multiple times that they're working on some sort of headset, some sort of Oh, yeah, no, headset. no, no. I'm not saying Tons of job listings. I'm just saying that. Yeah. Uh, that this specific update appears to just mm. be related to the UI of, of the VR platform, of Steam VR as a platform, not not saying yeah they're definitely working on like i agree with you an index yeah. two index pro what yeah. do you call it it's been a while right um hmm. 2019 damn yeah is that what you've got i can't remember no i've still got the no. original vive oh, okay yeah. yeah um i haven't cracked it out you know what that's what fucking that's what get gttod reminds me of is the light brigade yeah uh like 
when you when it's all clicking, you feel like such a fucking gangster. You feel like such a fucking badass motherfucker. Like you just fucking popping heads, popping bodies all over the fucking place. Uh, I should get. I should see how that's going. I think they released some content. It's been a minute since I cracked out the old headset. You know, yeah. you, you know what I'm thinking. You know, like the the temperature's getting up there again. It's getting up towards you know, like fucking. It's going to be 35 on Sunday. Maybe it's time to. Hey, yeah, fuck using it in winter. Yeah. Get them out in summer. Maybe I should <laughs> we get close my workout. fucking office up again and turn it into a fucking oven. What a fucking idiot. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, there's that Ghostbusters VR game that. We've seen a couple of oh, times. Yeah, true, yeah. Um, that's probably here. It is meta. It's probably locked to something. Fantastic. Uh-huh. Never mind. Forget I said anything. Um, Burned us. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, cool. There you go. That's the news for this week. Um, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens with Counter Strike Two if that pops off in the next twenty four hours. Um, twenty four. Anyway, hours. the next twenty four hours really. That's a rumor is uh, t- tomorrow. Yeah, right. Well, they said, yeah, Wednesday, Thursday. Oh, it could be Thursday for us. Yeah, it could be two days. Sorry. Anyway. I, uh, um, I'm just going to play Gun Game. Yeah. That's that's all I'm going to do. That's all I do or all I want to do. They did. They originally announced it as coming summer and summer ends in, in the end of this week uh. in the U.S. Oh, but and Valve, Valve never gets, Valve never fucks about with time. Well, Valve they released a tweet the other day saying, "Like, what are y'all doing next Wednesday?" Oh, the Counter Strike account. That's Ooh. where this, and there's a lot of updates right. happening on um the the what are they called depots depots, depots. on uh, on Counter Strike right now as well. All right, that's um, a bit different. Which, you were like, oh, well, you know, they said they'd release it by the end of summer. So uh, they've got two days left. Like, well, all right, time for me to be a bit fucking sassy. And you're like, actually, they tweeted. I don't look at Twitter anymore, Luke. I uninstalled Twitter. Neither do I. X. And Twitch updated the uh, Counter-Strike Go game page to just Counter-Strike as well. There's another mm. thing that's... Anyway, there's signs pointing to that stuff uh, having some movement, so we'll I see. I refuse to call it X. Um, I do. I change it whenever anyone on my team writes Twitter. I change it to X. Why? No, nah. just to fuck. Just because I'm like, uh, fuck you. you. You made this bed. You're sleeping in it. No, nah. <laughs> I. I'm. I'm the. I'm the reverse. I'm like, fuck them. I'm never changing. I'm never, never calling it X. It's always Twitter. Yeah, and it's also dead. Me. But I'll also write like formally known as Twitter because I I, uh, I know that just, like just to rub it in. Do you have it like cut paste? Do you have like a copy paste for it? Uh, it takes me like two seconds, mate. That's two seconds. You know, that like adds a keyboard up. shortcut. Yeah, yeah. He's fucking a macro. <laughs> It'd take me longer to make and a fucking figure out a macro. <laughs> but he'll probably change the name of it at something else at some point. Like that's true. Yeah, formally X. To one of these other kids. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. All right, let's. Uh, is there is there any questions this week that we can go through? Uh, no, we were too rude last week, so no questions. Oh, were week. we? No, it's Tuesday, so we haven't really given anyone a fucking chance. Okay, 
have with fair them. enough uh, did you see that uh those dipshits at unity half com- capitulated halfway capitulated no dramatically reduced I I, i'm not on twitter pressure. anymore i don't know it's not just on Twitter, mate. It's on news sites. I don't know if you've read any news sites lately. No. Gaming news sites. <laughs> I, I have. All I've done is played 400 games in the last week. Yeah, 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 yeah. All um, righty. All right. Anything you want to plug or give a shout out to that you've been working on or, or anything else you've seen out there deserves a, some praise? Um, no. No. Oh, big shout out to um, Eddie Jones. Uh, he's going to be unemployed pretty soon. No, he's okay. the coach. <laughs> he's the coach of the Wallabies. And he's going to be unemployed soon. So, uh, yeah, I think he needs it. Uh, if anyone knows, uh, you know, any jobs going in any roles where you can be a complete fucking idiot, uh, Eddie Jones is your man. It's a good idea. Uh, Luke, what do you got to plug? Um, there's a bunch of stuff happening. Uh, you can go to gamepo.com. I've got Sonic preview going up some point. Um, I interviewed Rich Lambert, who is the, uh, creative director at Xanamax online, looks after uh, Elder Scrolls online. Um, I have some stuff going up about that soon. Um, yeah. And a few other bits and pieces all over the place. A couple of different feature things I'm working on right now. Cool. Um, yeah otherwise uh a shout out to a movie i watched the other day called no one will save you it's on disney plus um it is directed by a guy called brian duffield and he's made a film that i really liked in the past called spontaneous um so yeah you can check that out it's basically about a uh there's not a whole lot of dialogue i won't i won't say what it's about but it's about a, a girl who's in a, a town and uh, something bizarre happens to her. Um, cool. Yeah. All right. Somebody is in her house and she doesn't know who. Um, yeah. And I quite enjoyed it. I think it's getting really good reviews. So go check that out. Anyway. All righty. That's a podcast. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Android, all the places you podcast from under the gap or the GA podcast. If you have a moment, please rate and review the show. Helps other people find us on the internet you can also go to our uh, discord page the gapodcast.com slash discord it's got links it's sorry that's got uh uh chat channels in there tvs books movies all that fun stuff you can talk about uh things that you don't like uh places you're going post pictures of the food oh yeah uh, play party animals all that fun stuff uh check yep. out the community in there uh, you can also get our website, thegapodcast.com. It's got links to all our past episodes of the show and uh, anything else we decide to put up there on occasion. That is all thanks to our Patreon members. If you want to help support this show, you can go to patreon.com slash thegapodcast and become a recurring member. Um, and it helps us pay the bills. So thank you. Everyone does that. We appreciate thank your you so support. Much. Yeah. And um, yeah. Yeah. That's the, uh, that's, that's it for this week. Um, like I said, I don't know. We could be talking about nothing next week <laughs> because if if there's no Counter Strike, it could be a uh, quieter week. Um, I've got a couple of events that I'm going to. I think you're coming. We'll talk about that afterwards. But I think you're coming along as well. I'm going to um, one, and I'm going to the Powerhouse Museum. There's like a, oh. a gaming event 
on this Thursday. So I'm going to go check that out. Uh, right. Might get my hands on Macabre. Macabre. Yeah. Uh, which, nice. Yeah, I think it's the first time it's being shown in public. Cool. So, yeah, I'll do that. Okay. That sounds that. cool. Um, Assassin's Creed is out next week, and we'll see if I play that. I'm not too sure right now. Um, you froth it. You love it. Yeah. You, you love it. AC. Um, and then, yeah. And then we're into October. Home stretch. Nearly, oh, nearly done. Okay. Nearly done. All right. Well, there you go. That is the uh, podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Stay safe. Look after yourselves. We're back next week with uh, more yapping. Yeah. Love you. Bye. Yeah.